The Dental Practice Fixers podcast is brought to you by the Maddow Center for Dental Practice Success. To find out how we can help increase the success of your practice, check out maddow.com or call us at 1-800-258-0060. Will a patient who is out of network come to your office? Well, maybe so, maybe not. Maybe they will if you do some things really well. I'll be sharing a personal experience with you on today's Dental Practice Fixers podcast, but it may not be what you think. Hey there, I'm Dr. Richard Matto, and welcome again to the Dental Practice Fixers podcast. And thanks so much for being a listener or a watcher or whatever you are, a stalker, a lurker, I don't care what you are, but you're here with us today on the Dental Practice Fix, Dental Practice Fixers podcast. So thanks so much for being here. I'll tell you something, if you wanna do something really nice, you could tell your friends about the Dental Practice Fixers. You could go on whatever site or app you're using to listen or watch and um, give us a good rating, make a comment, whatever it is, we'd really, really appreciate it because that's how our podcast grows and stays in business, so to speak. So once again, Thanks for being here. Got a really interesting story for you today and some letters to the editor, of course, some secret shopper calls. So all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, before we get to that, I just want to let you know the promotion for a free pin pad from Fat Merchant is still going on. That means when you switch to Fat Merchant for your credit card processing, you will save tons of money because they don't charge an overage percentage. Just a low, low, low monthly fee. You'll save hundreds or maybe even a thousand per month, like somebody who just contacted us and said they're saving over a thousand dollars per month. So do it. What are you waiting for? Well, if you've been waiting, now it's even more enticing because you'll get a free pin pad. Just go to matto.com slash save. Use the code MADSEP, M-A-D-S-E-P. That's through the month of October. You'll get a free pin pad, which is worth 175 bucks. So what the heck are you waiting for? Do it right now. Okay, before we talk about today's topic, which is in-network, out-of-network, and as I said, there's a strange twist to it. We had a bunch of response from last week's podcast. Now, last week's podcast was from a doctor who wrote in, and said that they've been referring to the same specialists for over 20 years and have never gotten a referral back. Wow, crazy, crazy, crazy. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, please give it a listen. It was very interesting. And again, we did get a ton of responses. I'll just read a few of them for you. This one says, hey guys, if a specialist is not referring back to you, there's probably a reason. Maybe this dentist should think about the reasons they would not be getting these referrals. That's from Dr. John F in Lodi, California. Oh, st stuck in Lodi again, Dr. John F. Um, yeah, I think that's a valid point. I, and maybe it's true with this doctor, maybe it's not, but are you providing a fantastic service so then these patients are telling their specialists, oh yeah, I love Dr. John, he's the greatest. Then that, that specialist will know when I wanna send a patient to a GP, I'm gonna send them to Dr. John F. in Lodi, California. Here's another one. This one's actually from somebody who was a guest co-host of the Dental Practice Fixers, our friend Livingston Chen in Toronto, Canada. It says, Rich, listen to the podcast about the referrals. I get a number of referrals from the orthodontist, periodontist, oral surgeon, pedodontist. The orthodontist and his family, his staff and their family are my patients. But a little aside, 
is that the pedo office is corporate. However, they refer to me when the parents need a dentist. I don't refer to them because of my views on corporate dentistry. You can edit that part out if you print this email. Oh, whoops, I guess I was supposed to edit that too late. Anything goes from the dental practice fixers. To answer that doctor's question, I think when the specialist knows how you take care of your patients and sees what kind of work you do, you will have no problems getting referrals from them. Kind of what I was saying in the first letter. It's not marketing with the specialist, but it's how good your patient care is that will make them confident in referring to you. When the specialists become your patient, it is icing on the cake. Happy Canadian Thanksgiving this weekend. That's from our friend, Dr. Livingston Chen in Toronto, Canada. Very interesting point about the specialist being your patients. Boy, if there's any way to get specialists to be your patients, that really is the icing on the cake. It's funny, looking back to my practice, um, I think one of the greatest patients I ever had was the guy who owned the local lab. It was very flattering to me that the lab owner would come to me as his dentist because he sees all the doctor's work in the area and he came to me and I'll tell you, he sent me patients galore because a lot of people that knew him, I don't know where he you know, hung out, his, his club, his friends, whatever, they would say, hey, you must know who a good dentist is and he would send me lots of patients, which was really cool. And I gotta tell you, I would use that from time to time. If a patient wasn't so sure about our practice, I was trying to talk to them about crowns, I would throw in, hey, you know, the owner of, of the lab in this community who works for 30 or 40 dentists comes to me as his patient. So maybe that tells you something. Why not? Blow your own horn if nobody else will do it for you. Okay, a couple more letters, or I think at least one more. Yeah, two more. This one says, great podcast about specialists. I think much of this is a buddy system. I send tons of patients to an orthodontist a few blocks from my office. He's a great orthodontist, but I'm pretty sure he sends a patient to a GP who is his golf buddy. They've been friends for years and always hang out together. I thought about switching, but I do want my patients to get the best treatment, and this guy is the best. That's from Rachel G. in Long Island. You know, I think it's a good point, Dr. Rachel, that yes, it would be great if a specialist referred you, but in the end, it's about sending your patients to the best, best specialist. And if you know someone is the best, I feel you're kind of ethically obligated to send to that specialist. So excellent point. Okay, we've got one more. This says, Rich, I loved your suggestion about visiting the specialist's offices, PowerPoint and bagel platter in hand. I to totally agree. On your calls, it seems like it was a team member making the referral. They have no idea who the best dentists are in their area. A little show and tell can go a long way towards educating them. And bringing food is always a great incentive. Thanks so much for all of the great information you and Dave have given us over the years. I remain a big fan. This is, I have a feeling this is not his real name, Lieutenant Larry Lizard in Enid, Oklahoma. So, uh, Lieutenant Larry, great letter. Thanks so much. Um, Dave and I are glad to provide everybody with information. We love doing it. And I think you're right. And I would love to hear from the dentist who wrote that letter in last week about our suggestion to do a little show and tell. Make an arrangement that you'd like to sponsor a team meeting, bring the bagel platter, bring your PowerPoint, teach the team members what kind of treatment you're doing in your practice. It really can go a long way. So thanks so much everybody for your letters. If you'd like to write in, info at matter.com always gets the job done. I-N-F-O at M-A-D-O-W.com. If it's for me, it'll be directed towards me or I'll even give you my personal email address, Rich. R-I-C-H at matto.com. Okay, I want to tell you about a little personal experience. Now, strangely enough, this was not with 
dental practices. It was with optometry practices. I love to learn from optometry practices. I think um, they have a lot in common with dental practices, but also, boy, optometry, they got hit up by corporate optometry decades ago. And there are so many of these huge chains. I mean, you know, Walmart, Target, they all have optometrists. We've got um, big corporate chains everywhere in the U.S. I would suspect all over the world, but there still are a few independent optometrists who seem to be really doing well and really thriving. And here's my experience with that. Um, geez, when I hit 50 years of age, which is almost 12 years ago, um, I used to have the best vision. I was always the person that in a car could see the signs, the road signs from miles away. Um, I never needed glasses for reading, for dentistry, the smallest, small. Now, you know, it's so weird when I was in, in school, we didn't use loops. Nobody used loops. Um, when I started practicing, in my practice, they started becoming popular and I did switch to loops to, and, and finally realized how much I was missing. But for much of my practice, I just relied on my good old vision and didn't even need corrective glasses. And my vision was really sharp. So I had great vision. But then about a dozen years ago, when I hit 50, um, it just started going downhill and I needed to go to an optometrist. So for years, I was visiting an optometrist um, near our Matto Center office in Reisterstown, Maryland. He was just a mile or two down the road from our office at the Matto Center. Um, I didn't have insurance. I didn't really know the difference. But I got to tell you, the experience was nothing special. Was he a good optometrist? Yeah, I think he was. He worked in the offices of an ophthalmology practice. So I think that gave him kind of some instant credential that he worked for ophthalmologists who did surgery and LASIK and all kinds of fancy stuff. So I thought that was really good. Um, but I got to tell you, as, as they say, I felt like a number. Feel like a number, the old Bob Seger song. And I did. Um, you know, they never took me back on time. I would sit in the reception room waiting. I didn't feel like the people on the team really even knew who I was. The optometrist was nice, but he was kind of businesslike. Was he good? I don't know. I guess he was. My glasses and my contact lenses seemed to work. But again, um, nothing special. So then my medical insurance changed and started including optometry insurance, eye insurance. And you know what? I would have stuck with this optometry office if I thought I was getting a really good experience, but I wasn't. And I decided I'm going to switch to somebody near my house. Now, my house is um, in downtown Baltimore. The Matto Center offices at that time were in Reisterstown, Maryland, about 30 minutes out into the suburbs. So I said, I'm going to try somebody near my house. I, I didn't feel like I was getting a great experience there at the other one. And what the heck? I'll find somebody who's in my network. So I went on the website, tap, 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 did a little searching, found this little independent practice near my house. Um, they took my insurance. So I made an appointment there. I got to tell you, I, from the get-go, I was very unimpressed with the way they answered the phone. They just didn't seem to care about anything. But I figured, what the heck? I've got insurance. I might as well use it. Now, you know, it's interesting. Look, I'm not bragging here to tell you, so I'm sure you all know, I could afford to go to an optometry practice that didn't take my insurance, and I would have stayed there had I thought I was getting really fantastic treatment, but I wasn't, and I was ready for a change. So I was ready for a change. Might as well try someone that takes my insurance. Okay, so I, try, I already didn't think this was a great office, but I figured I'd give it a try. I went there, looked a little disheveled from the outside. I, I went inside. It was kind of dusty and dingy looking. I was already turned off. I was about 10 minutes early for my appointment, of course. Went up to the front desk, very ho-hum. They, they couldn't have been less excited to greet me. It was more or less, okay, have a seat. I had a seat in their dusty, dirty 
reception area with old magazines. I was the only person there except for like a, a cop in uniform. I didn't know if he was a patient or if they needed security. It was just really weird. He was just kind of sitting in the corner doing nothing. So I'm sitting in the waiting room. Time's ticking away. The whole time I can see the doctor. He's in like a little private office on his computer. I don't know what he was doing. It looked like he was surfing the web. I had no idea what he was doing. I don't care if he was doing official business. He was sitting there. There were no patients in the place and I could see him and I could just watch the clock as I'm running late, late. He's running later, 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 just goofing around. Finally, 10 minutes after my appointment time, he comes out. He like takes a seat in the waiting room. It was so bizarre. He wasn't facing me. He, he like starts talking to me. He was belching a little bit. It was just completely gross. He starts reviewing my history and wasn't even looking me in the eye. It was just a bizarre experience. And then he said, okay, we'll be with you in a few minutes. He walked away. Another minute passed. Another minute passed. Another minute passed. You know what I did? I did something that in Matto vernacular we call a YWO. Walk in, walk out. I just left. I swear, I just looked at the receptionist said bye, and I just left. I don't know what they ever thought happened to me. They never called me back. I wywoed, walked in, walked out. You can do this at restaurants or whatever. It's an old matter of term, but it was unbelievable. The absolute worst customer service possible, and I just left. And they never called me to say, hey, what happened? Where'd you go? Well, you know, we, we miss you. We made, the... I just left. Have you ever done that before? It's kind of a good feeling. I don't think they even cared. So, okay, I was due for my eye exam. So again, I went back to my old office. Um, again, I told them that even though they didn't take my, that I had insurance and even though they didn't take it, I was coming back. They couldn't have cared less. I was just a bad experience again. So nothing, crickets as they say. Now, a year passes, I'm ready for my next exam. This just happened. Um, this just happened a few weeks ago. And I'm thinking, I might as well try to see if there's an, I, I don't like this office. Our matter center offices have moved in the meantime. So I wasn't even near the first office that didn't take my insurance. So I'm going to try someone near my home. And I notice when I go out on my bike rides, which I do all the time, I ride right past this office. It looks really cool, bright and clean windows, beautiful displays. It just looked nice. So I found that they are on my insurance and I called and I made an appointment and you know what? They were so friendly and they told me they were excited to see me as a new patient and I did all the all the work online. I came and they greeted me. Oh, hi, Dr. Maddow. We're so glad that you chose our office. Everything that we talk about, they did. And um, they took me back. The doctor was super nice. He had all the time in the world for me. We talked about music. We talked about um, the similarities and differences between optometry and dentistry. He did a really thorough exam. He did that retina scan thing. And instead of just saying everything looks fine, he pulled the monitor around so I could see it. And he explained in very simple to understand terms what we were looking at. It was really fascinating. You should ask your optometrist to explain that retina scan to you. It was really interesting. Great guy. Um, it was a fantastic experience. Am I going back? Absolutely. Did I get new glasses? Yes, I did. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can see I'm wearing them right now. These things were expensive. And even with my discount, I spent like 800 bucks there, plus the exam, plus I'm getting contact lenses. I'm a new patient and I'm sold. Wow. What's the story here? If office number one that didn't take my insurance, that wasn't in my network, had treated me as well, I would have stayed there. I never would have even known to go to this office near my house. Office number two, 
just horrendous, the worst experience ever, kind of what we all suspect we're gonna get in an office that's in network. But office number three, they save the day. They take my insurance, they provided an incredible experience. I've already referred two people there, I swear, just unbelievable. So all this stuff applies to dentistry. Um, if you're not in network with people and you knock their socks off, they may go to your office, they may stick with you. But if you don't, there's no way they're gonna go. And even if you do take plans, it's essential to provide incredible customer slash patient service because that first office that took my plan, they were horrendous. There's no way in the world I would ever go there. So since we're on this theme, I thought, hey, why not do a couple secret shopper calls to optometry practices. Do they have the same issues that we do when people call as new patients? I'm gonna set them up. Are you taking new patients? I wanna to come to your practice. Surely they will ask for the appointment, right? Or will they? I don't know. So let's do some secret shopper calls. Before we do, I just wanna remind you, real quickly, if you're looking for a way to bring cash Ola into your pocket, you gotta be recycling your dental scrap. Prices are so high these days for gold and palladium and precious metals, you gotta do it. And even if you're already doing it, you're getting ripped off because most of these people are a little bit unscrupulous. They might charge you that they, I and mean, they might tell you that they do a certain percentage that you get back, but they've got these service fees and these hidden fees and high overheads. Don't do it. Go to Southern Dental Refining. They've got an incredibly low overhead. It's a family-owned business. No salespeople. No big double-page ads in the dental journals. You benefit from the difference. I guarantee you, you will be happy with the incredibly great pricing you get from Southern Dental Refining. And maybe you'll be like other Matto friends who just got checks for $4,000, $5,000. I think somebody just got a check, they told me, for over $6,000 from Southern Dental Refining. So go to matto.com slash save, M-A-D-O-W.com slash S-A-V-E. Put that money in your pocket. Okay, we did three secret shopper calls to optometry offices. I'm gonna go over here to Command Central. Let's do call number one and see if they are just like dental practices when it comes to, to scheduling, or I should say not scheduling new patients. Can you tell me how much it is for an eye examination? Do you wear contact lenses also? Yes. It would be $170 with no insurance. So if you have insurance, that may help out a little bit. Great. I'll have to check on that. But um, $170. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Okay. Just like dentistry, she made absolutely zero, zero, zero attempt to get me in as a patient. I'm calling, obviously I'm looking for a new optometrist. I wanna know how much an exam is. She told me and then boom, pretty much hangs up. Wow, really, really discouraging. If I'm looking at a big eye chart right now across the room and I see the letter F, that's what I'm gonna give her. I hate to say it, sorry, you get the letter F. Okay, maybe the next one won't be as bad. Let's give it a spin. Come on now, Command Central, don't fail me. There we go. Hi, are you seeing new patients in your office? We are. Uh, right now, we're kind of heavily booked. So we're scheduling appointments for the end of November for our November. next available. Wow, so about six or seven weeks from now. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. And how much is a regular appointment, just an examination? For a regular eyeglass exam, it's 65. If the patient has to be dilated, it's 85. Uh, and how about for contacts? Contact 125 if the patient has worn them before. Great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay, bye.
Wow. A few things about that call. First of all, could she have been more blasé and unexcited that a new patient was calling who out of all the eye doctor places in Baltimore, which again, when I take my bike ride, I think I passed like 10 of them, of all the places we're calling your office. We want to go to your office. She couldn't give a you know what. And you know what? It's unacceptable to have your next new patient appointment be six weeks from now. You are, if that's the case, you are losing patients. You are not growing. Unacceptable. But since that is the case, why does she have to present it with a negative? Well, I just want to warn you or, or have a Why couldn't she just say, we'd love to see you. Can you come in on November 18th or whatever it is? At least don't make it into a negative. As unacceptable as it is, make every attempt to be positive and excited and get the new patient in. So again, I'm looking across the room. I still see a big F on that eye chart. Okay, one more call. Let's see what happens here. Hi, can you tell me what the cost is for a regular eye examination? Are you wanting contacts or just a regular exam for glasses? Um, both, both. For both? Give me just one moment. And this is without insurance? Yeah, correct. Okay, and give me just a moment. Sure. Not great, but I like her better already. At least she has a little little spark or enthusiasm in her voice. Nothing on hold, no music. And sir, have you been seen here before? Or would no. you be a new patient? Be a new, new patient? patient. Yeah. Okay, give me just a moment. Sure. Wow, another moment. She needs a lot of moments. This magic moment. I'm providing my own on hold music here. Yes, sir. And have you worn contacts before? Yes. Okay. All right. So it would be about $157. For the whole thing combined, regular and contacts? Uh, for, for the exam, yes, sir. It would run between 157 and 183 Great. Well, thank you so much for that information. Hey, thank you. Did you want to set up an appointment? Um, I'm not ready quite yet, but I, I will definitely call you when I'm ready. Okay, that sounds wonderful. We'll talk cool. to you then. Thank Great. you. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, a little bit better. I'd say a lot bit better, actually. Well, first of all, just the tone of her voice. And, you know, she seemed very kind and sweet and nice and wanting to help. So that puts her way above the first two. Now, she asked me like three different questions and kept putting me on hold. Why couldn't she ask me all those at once? Have you been seeing her before? Is this for contacts? Whatever. And then get all the information. If she had to put me on hold, at least only do it once. So I didn't like that. Um, but she was really nice. And then at the end, bravo, she asked for the appointment. Now, she didn't do it in a fantastic way. She didn't say, we'd love to see you. Can you come in today at 2 or tomorrow at 11? That's my favorite way. That's the way that works. But at least she said, would you like to make an appointment? So that puts her head and shoulders way above everybody else. Again, if I'm going to be nitpicky, she didn't get my contact information, so they can't call me back or keep me on their email list or anything like that. But Geez, at least she said, would you like to make an appointment? So I'm going to give her a B plus, head and shoulders above everyone else. So, wow, I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, I always like to see what other businesses have in common with dental practices and try to learn from that. I, you know, I, I think I've talked about this before. Hair salons actually have a lot in common with us, sometimes more so than medical offices. They don't care about anything. They just have a horrible customer service. But yeah, very interesting to see what's going on in the world of optometry. So 
Thank you so much for listening to today's, this week's episode of the Dental Practice Fixers. Again, subscribe on YouTube, make some comments on iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher, give us a good rating and tell your friends. That's all we ask. That's all we ask. Also, if you want to find out how your practice is doing, we can give you a free data analysis, no pressure, no obligation, no nothing. We'll just let you know how things are going in your practice and tell you where you're strong, where you're weak, how you can improve, and maybe even give you some great suggestions to do so. Go to matto.com slash snapshot, and it just takes two minutes, and we'll do a great snapshot analysis for you. Again, that's matto.com slash snapshot. Thanks for listening or watching to the Dental Practice Fixers podcast. I'm Dr. Richard Matto, and I'll see you soon. Thanks. Thanks.